Welcome, 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 Bizak. It's your boy, F-E-E-S-E-Y-B-O-Y. That's F-E-E-S-E-Y-B-O-Y. Follow me on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. That's the handle. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, repost, retag, blase, blase, retweet and retweet, all that good stuff. I miss you guys so much. I know you can hear the excitement in my voice. It's just so refreshing just to like be able to give you guys me yet again another week. I decided to take a couple weeks off from recording just because I'm not sure if you guys could tell. Like previous episodes, my voice was just like done. So um, I decided to just basically take some excuse me, take some time off, get my voice together. Get our recording studio together. Get the live feed together. And just make sure that things are right for you guys when you get me. Uh, My team has been working diligently to make sure that when we do decide to do the live feed and the YouTube channel, that you guys get the ambiance, you guys get the essence of me, and you guys get good sound, good editing, and, you know, most importantly, you guys get me 100%. So... That's what's been going on. And here we go. My weekend, guys, 4th of July, turn up. When I tell you, standing on couches, throwing up gang signs, tossing bottles big, smoking on a hookah was everything I did not do. (laughs) Um, I literally worked every day this weekend. I had three weddings in one day. Which was on, they all happened to fall literally on July July 4th. Congratulations to all my beautiful brides out there who allowed me to be a part of their day. I know it was hectic, you know, dealing with me and my team, but we all got it done. And, you know, you guys gave my team such good reviews on being professional. So shout out to the Shirosity team. Shout out to Trelly. Shout out to Sequoia. Shout out to everybody who helped me this weekend with bridesmaids, uh, brides, uh, just the bridal parties in general. Like my counterpart, Deanna, she, um, she helped me down this weekend. When I tell you, Dean literally helped me down, like no room to squeeze in. And she made sure that she devoted time to one of my clients that was in a wedding because I just could not, I didn't have the time. So shout out to Deanna for always having my back, you know, just for this event, not just for this event, but for every event that I've always, you know, I'm always at, she makes sure that I'm straight. Like, you got this, you need this, you need that, you need me to do this, you want me to break, you want me to do that? So I am so thankful for, you know, my counterpart Deanna, who also does the breeding and natural locks and stuff at my salon. So make sure you guys follow her at DRJ on Instagram. Um, so that was that. We also, I went to a cookout in my aunt's house. Um, it was pretty d- chill. Like we didn't really do much. We just sat in the bag, reminisced on back in the day when I was doing a butterfly at <laughs> the black parties. Tingalingaling, school bell. <laughs> like, <laughs> so we just, uh, literally was just talking about th- things like that and so forth. So, I think overall, overall, my weekend was pretty, pretty fair. It was pretty good. I mean, I would have loved to not work as much as I did as far as working both jobs. Um, but 
you know, it is what it is. Bitch gotta pay bills. Bills gotta get paid. So I get rich. This is what I got to do. Um, so that was my weekend. I also, excuse me, I also didn't understand why. I guess because the Fourth of July fell on Sunday, that we were observing it on Monday. Like a lot of places was closed on Monday because of Fourth of July, which happened to be on Sunday. I wasn't really sure. Yeah, it was weird. It, to me, it was very, very weird how, like, a lot of the, the malls were closed early uh, on Monday. Uh, Mel wasn't running. I'm just like, bro, it's fucking Monday. I got to get up and go to work. These motherfuckers got to get up and go to work. Too. <laughs> so that, you know, that really threw me off. That really threw my week off because now I felt like here we are sitting on Tuesday and it feels like it's really Monday because we were off. So it, it, it's just weird. Like, I just put the killing to the never throw a holiday on a, the weekend again. Give me a three-day weekend. Don't be just throwing that 4th of July on Sunday. You could get that shit. I could do without that. Um, and now let's get straight into all things here, uh, all things queer. Baby, Pride Month has come. Pride Month has gone. Um, I sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, think all of the local businesses in Philly who have put up pride flags, have donated to places like the William Way Center and things like that. And a lot of the guys that came together to try to restart the LGBTQ plus coalition. For those of you who don't know what that is, um, it's just an organization that typically hosts pride parades and things like that. And for whatever reason, they decided to no longer go forward with that coalition. And a couple of the pioneers in the industry, in the, this lifestyle are coming together to try to reboot it and just get a fresher look on things. Because that coalition been throwing pride parades for years. So I think it's, it would be great to see a lot, of, lot more minorities on it. And I heard that it was like a couple of people who weren't even gay. Um, that were a part of it. So it's dope to really see a lot of the legends coming together to make a change in the community. So shout out to you guys and shout out to all the people that came out to Closet right at the peak of, you know, right at the end of Pride. Like soon as Pride hit June 30th, people just was like, up oh, where the Closet doing? I got to get up out of here. Let me hit on out. Like Queen Latifah. I mean, we all knew, we all kind of knew she were gay, was gay, but she's never publicly spoke on it. But to see her at the BET Awards speak on, you know, her wife and just having a baby, I was just like, do that shit, do it. Like, Queen Latifah is up there next to, like, Michelle Obama in my book. This is just my book. These are just my opinions. These are just my thoughts. So... Queen Latifah, I think, like I said, she's up there with the Michelle Obamas in the world. Like, she's very well-spoken. She's one of the first female artists, rap artists, to ever do crossover. One of the first female artists to ever be on daytime television. And to be a rapper at that? Like, come on. You, you can't buy that kind of talent. You can't buy that kind of success. You can't buy that kind of success. So, shout out to Queen Latifah for coming out the closet. Lil Nas X. Sis... I, I get it, but the envelope has been pushed. We scale back a little bit, sis. I just, I don't know. Now I feel like with little, this little Nas kiss, kissing another, kissing a man on national television, it's like, I don't have a problem with it. Obviously, I don't. 
But what I did find a little bit concerning is like the level of tech that you're doing it in may, may be, it kind of make the gays look crazy. Like one minute you in heels, swinging on a pole with a wig on, literally two weeks later you're on national television kissing men. It's like, bro, come on, do me a favor. Like, if you're going to be gay, be unapologetically gay, but do have a little bit of class with it. Like, don't be so messy kind of with it. Um, it, it just, I don't know. And it's like, I hear people say so many negative things about it. I was just like, well, if you didn't like that, I know there's no way you could have liked Madonna kissing Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera on national television. So, like, I know you cannot be okay with the lesbianism that happens on TV. Is 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 it an issue because he's black and doing it? Is it an issue because he's I, like is two men doing it? And I, it just sucks because I read a post somewhere that says something along the lines like, "Black people only really support gays when <laughs> they're doing their hair or making their dresses," <laughs> and it was just like, yeah. It sucks, but there's some truth to it. Like in our in our African African American community, you're you're told to if you are be gay, if you're gay, you're taught kind of sort of. It's like the army. Don't ask, don't fucking tell. Like, or we shunning you, like we kicking you out. So that's why I'm just kind of like, I when I read that quote, I was like, okay, I can see why they do this because again and. Other cultures, whether it be white or whatever, I mean, I'm not white or Mexican, so I can't really speak to the truth of it, I guess you could say. However, in other cultures, it is celebrated in a, a much different light. I will say that. From me being a black person with white or with Caucasian friends who I could have just kept it at white. I ain't had to go back. To, I ain't had to switch it to Caucasian. I don't know. I just like the word Caucasians. Caucasians. Caucasian. Um, but my Caucasian gay friends or my white gay friends, whatever, um, they, I, they just, I don't know, they're hearing their stories of their upbringings. I think sometimes in the culture, the, the white culture is, is accepted a little bit more because I guess they're, I guess their kids are taught to be more free spirited, I guess, if you could, if, I guess if you will. Um, so yeah, that, I don't know. I just, I saw that. Then I saw, like, the post that Diddy had put up and was like, um, I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was something along the lines of, like, supporting Little Nas X, the movement that he, I guess you could say, is trying to start, I guess you would say. Um, He just was, it was, damn, I wish I could find the quote, um, the post. But, like I said, I commend Diddy for publicly, whether it was a publicity stunt or whether it was, you know, just something to do. You did it publicly. You have twice as many followers as Nas X, Lil Nas X, and you're well, you're much more respected than Nas X. So for you to support what he did and how he did it, you know, big ups to Diddy. Um, I also wanted to big ups to um, the young woman who is the first time in pageant's history the title of Miss Nevada USA has been won by a transgender woman and she is now 
going to miss cheer going to co- go compete in the Miss U S A pageant. I think that is fucking amazing. Mind you, she's fucking gorgeous. I didn't even know she was transgender as I was looking at the as I was looking. So it was sent to me, and I was looking at it. and I was like, okay, you know, this is what it is. She's a cute girl. She went to Miss America. So you know, Steph is like. Well, did you read it? I said, what is there to read? It says that she's won Miss Nevada, and now she's going to Miss USA. She's like, read it. Stop looking at pictures. And I'm like, well, I'm a child, so I'm going to look at the pictures first. (laughs) And she's like, I read it, and I'm just, wow. It's fucking, like, her storyline is just amazing. Like, and then she, I think, I want to say she's Filipino. Or is it Philippian? Filipinian. I want to say she's Filipino. I think that's the proper term. Um, so just to see her do that, so shout out, to, shout out to her with that. Uh, all things here, baby, little Kim, honey, the upside down glue on bang attached to the hood of that fucking sweat jacket. You did me. And I didn't want to be dancers. Like you, little Kim, baby, Kimberly, no, no, no. Kimberly, sis, it's a lot of things. I'm always rocking and rolling. If you rock and I'm rolling, but baby, that bang, you let them send you out here looking like a cockatoo. That, I just, ooh. It was like a cutout bang. And then if y'all notice, her frontal from the red carpet laid, melted, you transparent on point. She had the same exact frontal pulled back. And they just literally clipped that bang to that hood. If you notice the way the hood was tied up at the chin area, you could tell that the bang was holding on for dear life. I wish it would have fell. I'd have been more impressed with the bang had it just fell out during a performance. <laughs> um, Queen Latifah, baby, the, the the traditional hairstyle that Queen Latifah wears, that little pump with the 30-inch ponytail, and the color, her color always looks so rich. And the fact that she is here all the way down her back and she still wears this ponytail, I'm like, girl, just go ahead and be free. Be free. And hair tip of the week, baby. For all y'all girls out here putting this Beijing on y'all hair to get your leave out jet black and all that funny business. Y'all going to the hair salon and they putting their topic spray on it. And y'all going right outside in that 90 degree weather and that heat index of 108 degrees do y'all know what that heat is doing to their color it's still cooking the color it's still literally cooking the color on your hair so then when you shampoo it out yes shampoo not wash because people wash clothes they don't wash hair when you're shampooing it out and you see that brown brassy look it's because your hair was still cooking with the color on it you can another thing for y'all getting this red cherry fire engine hair the shortcuts and all that i'm into it but you cannot get red hair and hop in the chlorine pool. You can't do it. It's almost like uh, mixing two chemicals together. You can't, it's, you just get your hair color and sit on the ledge of the pool. Don't go jumping in no damn water. <laughs> because like, if you jump in the water and all your hair fall out, you have nobody to blame but yourself because you heard it here first. So, oh, excuse me, so, I, that you know, that's one of my hair tips that I want to stress on. And the braids, these knotless braids, 
Nautilus braids tend to be a lot heavier than regular individuals. So you have to be careful with the Nautilus braids when you pull them to the side, pulling them back, pulling them up, because you're popping your hair strands and you're gonna have a lot of breakage. You wanna have, you know, those the white the if you ever see when you comb your hair out, your braids out and you see like that white bulb at the end of the hair shaft, that's your hair is gone. Wherever that just came from ain't growing back. That's the little piece that holds on, that's the little piece of glue that holds the hair and the scalp and keeps, continues growth. Um, so, you know, with that, you guys got to be careful. And remember, when you shampoo your hair, shampoo with warm water, condition with cold water. You know, that's just a bare basic essentials of shampooing. Um, so, that was all things here and all things queer. And I hope you guys enjoyed that, that because I really enjoyed this segment, this go real. Um, oh, all things black. Matter of fact, let's not jump on all things black. Let's let's hold out on all things black. I kind of want to talk about today. I want to talk about you know, I don't know. It's like eighteen different topics on this page, y'all. <laughs> There's like eighteen different topics on this page. Today, I kind of do want to talk about supporting people mentally. Like, allowing people to grieve the way they want to grieve. Allowing people to be upset the way they want to be upset. Allowing people to be happy the way they want to be happy. Like, I think sometimes we get wrapped up in, oh, well, if you're dealing with, you know, the loss of a, a loved one, if you're dealing with the loss of your home, a fire, or whatever the case may be, why are you out partying? Why are you out hanging out? Why are you out, you know, doing X, Y, and Z? That ain't none of your damn business why I'm doing it. I cope with things the way I cope with things the way I want to cope with things. Because that's what's easier for me. Like, if you're not in my shoes, don't talk about how I'm doing something. Like, I, this all came, this, this, I picked this topic because it came from one of my friends. He, um, Excuse me. One of my friends, he is going through a really, really, really bad breakup. Like, when I say really bad breakup, him and his boyfriend has been together for 20 years. He has literally, you know, they, they swapped. So, he helped his boyfriend get to school. His boyfriend helped him get to school. Now, they're both. One is an X-ray tech and one is an RN. I'm not sure what the grammatics of the agreement was. However... The RN, I I want I want to say he makes more money than the experts. I don't know. One of them makes more money than the other. So one of them just became like an RN for a private practice. Like he started his own private practice. I don't even know how that's even possible, but he started his own private practice. Once he started his own private practice, he just got above the relationship, which sometimes people grow apart. So they publicly got into a altercation. Down in down in Atlanta, um, drinks were thrown, tires were slashed, and it just got really ugly. Especially if it's somebody that been together for ten for ten plus years, I just don't I, like. I'm just sad that it got bad the way it did. Even like I always say, I never want to have a falling out with somebody that I've been with either sexually, physically, or whatever. Like I could not imagine like you know. 
break it. I, can't, I just cannot imagine going to fighting like butter, physically fighting butter in the street, or physically fighting shy in the street. Like I just cannot imagine after the time that we've been friends, no matter what goes on, uh, it getting that bad. Um, but it got bad for them. They broke. They decided to split. So I knew all this had happened. And again, I did talk to my friend first before I decided to have the story. You know, I decided to air this episode. I, you know, he called. He's like, "Listen, I'm coming up to Philly. I just need to get away." Blah 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 blah. Cool. Comes up to Philly. Tells me what happened. He's like, "You know, it's just a lot going on. It was infidelity." He didn't say on whose part, but he was just like, "It was infidelity going on. There was some, you know, un- some mistrust going on. Some untruth happening. It just basically was a lot going on." And he was like, "You know, I decided that I have to choose me first. He's like, I listened to your, you know, your epi- your episode." Where you, he listened to basically my episode, and he, I guess he was trying to hint at the way of me telling him that, bitch, you need to leave. And that is definitely not what I was, <laughs> it's not what I was telling him. Um, I, I think I, if I had to guess, I want to, it was the boundaries episode. It was the boundaries episode. He was like, you know, I laid down the law, like, hey, this and this is what I'm willing to tolerate, and this is what I'm not willing to tolerate. And I, he's like, I had to be okay with choosing me first and walking away. I said, absolutely. Sometimes leaving is the hardest thing in the world to do. But staying can be the most frustrating in the world. Frustrating thing in the world to do. Like, if you stay with somebody who you are sick of seeing, you're spending more days being miserable than being happy. When you leave, you're going to miss that person. But guess what? You'll get over it. Yeah, you get over it eventually. But if you stay and every day you have to look at this person, the way they breathe, discuss you, the way they blink their eyes, discuss you, you're going to be fucking nuts. Like, you're going to definitely be nuts. Um, so back to the story. He was like, you know, I, had, I listened to your episode and I realized I had to choose me. He was like, so I'm deciding to walk away from my relationship. I said, okay, are you sure that you want to do this? He like, you know, I've been thinking about it. He's like, this has been like over a year of just bullshit that we've both been dealing with each other and you know he's like he just kept saying I want to be happy and if that means I have to be happy by myself then he's like I don't know how to be happy by myself what that shit bothered me I'm like listen love you love up on you love against you love with you love you don't not be don't not know how to be happy with yourself every now and again and people think I'm weird for this. Every now and again, and when I say every now and again, at least once a month, I may get a hotel room by myself, just to myself, just to be with myself. Whether I just sleep, go swimming, or what, I just need to be by myself just to be in that zone. Like, even if I don't go to a hotel, I take myself to dinner, where I'll go take a walk, get a water ice with myself. Like, you know, you have to be comfortable with you first before you can be comfortable with anybody else. Like if you're not your, if you're not 100% pure to yourself, it's so so hard to be, you know, happy with every, with anyone else. So he was like, you know, I just don't know how to be. He's like, so I'm nervous about leaving because of that. He's like, I've been wanting to go, but you know, this is all I know. I was like, well, guess what? You know someone else. I mean, all I know was driving my, you know, my BMW, but I want a Range Rover. I've been driving a BMW for 10 years. Now I, I want to upgrade to a Range Rover. I, BMW is all I know, but guess what? A bitch will drive this, I'm going to figure out how to drive this Range Rover. You know what I mean? You know, 
that's like saying, oh, I've been broke all my life. And this is all I, all I know is being broke. That's the fuck with you. You didn't, you didn't try to know anything else. So he, he basically was like, you know, I decided to leave, whatever. So here we are, fast for a couple months later. He got a 5-4 divorce in the state of Georgia. He decided that he started moving things out slowly, which I told him was kind of was like, that was kind of messed up. Because, yeah, y'all decided to divorce, but there was no communication with who's leaving, why they're leaving, who's staying, where we're going, how we're splitting this up. So you shouldn't have moved out slowly. Should have just told him you're leaving and you're out in 30 days. Like, my bitch was moving, like, clothes out by the day. Like, packing up bags by the day. And this, they both work nonstop, so they both work at a hospital. So they don't, I guess they don't pay attention to little minor things like that, but whatever. Um, so he was moving out slowly, and once they got divorced, you know, a lot of people, it was like, oh... You can't be heartbroken over this divorce because you... I think he went to... The, I want to say he might have went to the Bahamas or Hawaii. One of those places he went for a week. And my bitch Instagram was lit. Was lit, okay? Litty, litty, litty. Like, a bitch was laying on the beach feeding the dolphins, feeding dragonfish, um, swimming on fish, swimming on dolphins, uh, zip lining, kayaking. He was living his best life. I guess things that he couldn't do in a relationship, I'm assuming, because he went forth out of wherever he was in. So people were commenting, he deactivated his Instagram, and it just was a mess because he couldn't even, like, enjoy being, I guess, newly single or whatever. And he went with a, a group of friends, and it wasn't like, he. I don't think he was hooking up with anybody, but he went with a group of friends, and people would just be like, ragging on him, and one of our friends in our group message was like, well, damn, bitch, are you really, were, were you really looking for a way out? Like, because you out here living your life. And I'm like, well, first of all, bitch, that's your friend. How about you check on her first? Um, and it made me look at my friend sideways because it was like, bitch, damn, that's all you see is, like, that was just weird. So I haven't even talked to their friend. Oh, God, and the friend's probably going to hear this podcast. <laughs> bitch, but I haven't talked to their friend, but I jumped in and I was like, you know, you can't tell somebody how to handle their divorce. You can't tell... We don't know what was going on in their relationship. Just like, you know, one of my cousins has lost two of her children in a fire, a house fire. I couldn't imagine what she goes through. And I would never say, oh, well, you're out, so... You're out, so let me, you know... I'll guess you over it. No, I can't really say that because how you deal with grief is how you deal with grief. How you deal with a loss is how you deal with a loss. Who am I to tell you I had to be there? Like when I lost my grandma, a lot of people were like, well, you back to work right away. Yeah, I want to keep myself busy. I don't want to be at home moping around, being depressed, being sad. I mean, you can't help like, you can't help crying. You can't help feeling that emptiness or that absence, but you can help how you deal with it. They always say it's not what you go through, it's how you get through it. So, for, for me, I, I just, like I said, for me, I just don't understand how we can ever tell somebody how to grieve, how to handle a breakup, how to, like, when you be like, oh, girl, he cheated on you, fuck him, move on to the next one, blah, 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 blah. No, bitch, no. It don't work that easy. It don't work that easy. I would be a fool to tell you that. So, that's why... I wanted to kind of touch on this topic because, like, I have a lot of friends that's going through 
death. I have a lot of friends that's going through breakups. I have a lot of friends that's just going through life itself. And, you know, it's hard to see people not be comfortable with having a good time because they feel like society has put this, you know, this stigma on them that when you're going through something, you're supposed to look like it. You're never supposed to look like it. I guess they say you don't, she don't look like what she's going through or she don't look like what she's been through or he doesn't look like what he's been through or something like that. You can't, you can't bottle that. Like, you can't bottle it because, one, if you don't have a good time and you sitting at home, you become depressed. And depression is a motherfucker. Like, I've suffered from, like, minor depression, never anything serious. But the people who I know who have been through, suffered through depression, I've watched them do things that I couldn't imagine doing to myself. I, like, even, like, people who cut their wrists. I, you know, I could never cut my wrist, but I understand now that I look into it or read into it, I understand how it happens, how it becomes a thing. So... You know, we just, I think we got to just be careful with the energy we put out there to our peers and our friends. Just support them. Like, just be there for them. Don't worry about the grammatics. Don't ask. Sometimes you don't have, sometimes it ain't even appropriate to ask questions. Like, if one of my friends called me today and we're all like, bitch, I need a couch to lay on. I'm not asking why. Because you're calling me because you really must need it. Like, my friends don't call me for things like this. So, if somebody, even if it was like an associate, if they were like, oh, well, listen, you know, I just need a break from the kids. I'm not going to tell you a bad mom because you need a day off from your children. If they bad as shit, I can't be mad at you. And I can't say, oh, these kids is bad because the way you raised them. No, because my mom raised me well, really well. Like, my parents raised me, but I was a fucking mess. I was terrible. I was getting suspended from school. I was fighting the school. I was sucking my teeth and rolling my eyes. And, yeah, my mom checked me every time something happened, but I still wanted to do what I wanted to do. So you can't say that, oh, well, you're a bad parent because you want to break from these kids. No, you don't. Mm-mm. Nope, I ain't buying it. I was a bad kid who had a, a pretty fair upbringing. I didn't, and I ju- chose the opposite way. I went with the rude way, the obnoxious way. I went with the ghetto, you know, that ghetto mentality. I wanted to be the project of, you know, the product of my environment. I wanted to be like the hood niggas that I saw all run away. So that's why, I, I like I said, I'm I'm always probably going to be one of the most supportive people you ever meet. Like if you say, let you need, I need to just take a ride. Can you take a ride with me? Fuck it, let's go. Because I'm just always concerned about people's mental capacity. I, like, my mental capacity I'm concerned with. Like, I had a nervous breakdown. And that's part of the reason why I took a week off of recording. Because I had a nervous breakdown. Um, a lot of you don't know, I work a full-time job outside of doing hair full-time. And having a product line. And, you know, being... Just I, I'm just, I have a lot on my plate right now. And it's okay because I'm hungry. So I can handle it. But I had a mental breakdown. Maybe I want to say a week ago, Steph. Like a week. Yeah, like a week ago. I literally was in the shop doing here. And, you know, I was on my last client. I had worked literally from 6 a.m. to, I think I got mad. I got off work at my day job at like 3. I did 6 to 3. Was at the salon by 4. And I did like four heads from then and from then until nine. It was like 9.30. I was on my last client. Good girl from my, Rashida. She's a good girl for the mine. Um, and I'm curling her hair. 
So it's me and it's like the client who I got done before her. Um, my girlfriend. My girlfriend Chanel. So we're all in there and I just start crying. Like just start crying. My hands were shaking. I was sweating. Out of nowhere, y'all. Like literally out of nowhere. And I couldn't control it. But the most important part about what happened was my girlfriend, Rashida, she pulled her hair, she turned around, she knows I was crying. And my girlfriend, Chanel, I'm keep pausing y'all because I'm trying to keep getting my composure. My girlfriend, Chanel, she was like, bitch, sit down. Take your shoes off, get comfortable. Stop, like, she's like, whatever you want to do, take your shoes off, get comfortable. She not once said, what's wrong? She not said, once said, why you crying? She said, take your shoes off, get comfortable, calm down. Rashida was like, you know, go in the bathroom, get yourself together. I went in the bathroom, pulled myself together like 10, 15 minutes later, y'all. It took me a while to just calm down. Just I was so consumed with my thoughts, like, how I'm going to do this, what I'm going to do there, what's next for me, blase, 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 right? I come out, you know, the shop is clean. Like, it took 15 minutes. They swept the hair up off the floor, took the trash out, all this good stuff. And I'm like, y'all know I'm good. So Rashida, like, I got it. I'll finish my own hair. And I'm like, what? And keep in mind, Rashida's a hairstylist. So she could, she's more than capable of doing it, finishing her own hair. So she finished, she's like, I'll finish my own hair. Like, she's like, you know, I don't like to see you like this. I just want you to be, get okay. You probably need some rest. So I got in my car, y'all. I was so overwhelmed with life and joy at the same time. They, we locked up the shop. I got in my car. I couldn't even drive. I could not drive, y'all. I literally had to call an Uber. Just because I could not drive. I could not get my emotions in check. And literally nothing had happened bad, good, or indifferent. It just was like consumed with life. And just in that moment for them to just be there, like just, again, not say calm down, not say what's wrong, not say anything but ask me if I'm okay that meant the world to me even like right now I want to just like run to them and give them hugs and kisses because they don't know how how much of a difference that made for me and I realized I gotta just like slow down I, I Chanel had sent me this quote or this post it says all I can hear is guys saying put me first and I'll put you in position the realest shit I've ever heard Yes, I am crying right now because I'm one of them kind of people. I strive hard to be the best all the time. Not the best. Like, I don't always have to be first, but I always have to be the best. Like, I try my hardest to make sure when they say, oh, your business is not going to succeed in the first year. Bitch, fuck you. Fuck that. My business is going to succeed. I always and I am a I don't know if that's considered as an overachiever, I don't even know what the proper term for it is, but I always have to be the best, my own best, not someone else's best, my own best. Like, and sometimes I put a lot of strain on myself when it comes down to my life and where I see it going, just because I know what my upbringing was like. Granted, my mom and my dad made sure we had and we were good, but we went without. I don't want my children to have to go without. I don't want to have to worry about my lights being turned on, turned off. Like, there were times when I can remember us lighting candles. 
because we didn't have electricity. I just refuse to go back to that lifestyle. So I always have to make sure that I'm 10 times in front of things. So like, I think two weeks ago when I had that mental breakdown, it was just kind of like, well, damn, I got my own shop. I got a successful product. People are starting to notice it. You know, the podcast is doing really, really well. People are starting to notice that at work. I'm not getting promoted again. I'm probably, it's probably time for me to walk away from this job and, you know, fall into my career, you know, dive into my career. It was just a lot going on. And I didn't realize that I had to stop and be like, guy, listen, I don't know what's next, but I'm here for it. I am here for whatever comes, whatever you have planned for me next. It's out of my control. I know what I want. I'm going to get, I'm going to give you those thoughts and whatever you feel fit for me to have, I'm willing to receive it. So it's like, again, being there, back to, you know, the basis of the conversation, being there for people is so very, very, very important. It's just, you know, because you just never know what a person's going through. And I'm sure my girlfriends, everybody who see me, they think I'm always, you know, sarcastic and happy and all that fun stuff. It's like, no, bitch, I'll be going through it. Mentally, I'll be going through it. Running a business itself it's very hard because your peers don't understand. You can't go out every night. You can't, like, I have a business to run. I can't party every day. I cannot, I'm a hairstylist. I can't ever say, yeah, I'm going to be done at, t- at 6. Because if my 4 o'clock is late and I don't get started until 4.30 and then the person at the house is late, it, it, it's just a rip as a domino effect. So I, being a hairstylist is very, very hard. Very hard, y'all. Like, when I tell you it's hard, that shit is hard. Being a business owner is hard. It's just like having a baby that don't talk. (laughs) It's literally like having a baby that don't talk. So, like I said, the most important part of this whole conversation is be there for people. Stop judging. Lead with love. Everything else else will fall in place as as God sees fit, not as you see fit, as God sees it. Lead with love. Um, let's get to some of these questions. Um, for before we go into all things blizzard, um, here we go. Hey, fees, what is your favorite? What is your all time favorite restaurant? What is something that you could eat? What, are, what is a restaurant you could go to all the time? And get something different and be pleased. Ooh. That's all time. All time. My favorite. Okay, this is going to be so weird. My favorite restaurant is the Cheesecake Factory. Um, I enjoy the Buffalo Blast. I enjoy the Georgia Peach. I enjoy Vanilla Bean Cheesecake. Birthday Cake Cheesecake. Red Velvet Cheesecake. Uh, the Cheesecake Factory is just like all time. Ultimately, one of the favorite, one of my favorite places to go, just because like I've never had a bad experience there. The food is typically always good. The ambiance is pretty good. I can go without the dimly lit room in the middle of the day. <laughs> I go without the dimly lit room in the middle of the day, but Cheesecake Factory, yeah, I'm into it. And the one downtown, I think that's Walnut Street. I've been there a few times. The service is always great. So, shout out to the Cheesecake Factory downtown. I appreciate you guys. Um, next question. Next question says, what 
I think I've answered this question before, Steph. Um, it says, what is the hardest thing about running a business? The unknown. The unknown is the hardest thing about running a business. Because it's like, the unknown is one of those things like, damn, I don't know if I'm doing this right. If this is how it's supposed to go. Am I supposed to file taxes this way? Am I supposed to do it this way? Am I supposed to use this EIN number? Am I, like, the unknown of running a, is like one of the hardest things of running a business. It's just one of those things where it's just kind of like, bitch, I don't know. This is my first time doing this. <laughs> like, think, I don't know. This is my first time doing I don't know if I'm supposed to do it this way. Like, I don't know. So, you know, it may be different for other business owners, but for me, shit I can't control is one of the hardest parts of running a business. Like, I don't know how to fix a leak. I don't know how to... You know, do X, Y, and Z. That that is one of the most hardest things in the world for me. Um, that's that. All right. Next question says, "Would you ever consider dating a woman? Could you see yourself long term with a woman? For what? Like as a long term hairstylist? Absolutely." As a, lo- a good, a long time friend, absolutely. But anything other than that, I'm gonna sit her out. I, 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 yeah. I'm just gonna sit her out. I, I love women. I think women are beautiful. I think women are so strong. Just like that, you know, just the what women can do that men can't do, I think is so fucking dope. I think women are like all that. However, do I think that women are all there enough for me to like lay down with one and be. A husband to one? Um, no. I, you know, I, it's, it's, it's a no. It's a hard no, too. <laughs> it's a hard no. So, thank you. But, yeah, no, not doing it. Absolutely not doing it at home. All right, next question is, I noticed your foot game be on a beam. <laughs> okay. I noticed your foot game be on a beam. Where do you buy your sneakers from? If I told you where I bought my sneakers from, then you would have the drop on my plug, which means that I would no longer be able to get the sneakers as quickly and as cost efficiently as I do. So I'll just say this. I do have a plug um, who works at a sneaker store in New York. So typically when you see me with Jordan ones, like the newer ones that just came out, it came from a friend who owns a sneaker store. Um, so, and I won't really disclose the sneaker store because, again, I'm not shining a light on that <laughs> for selfish reasons. Um, but I will definitely say that I have a plug and he makes sure that, you know, a bitch is kept. So, shout out to him. He knows who he is. He actually listens to the podcast. Once we start recording live, I'm going to make sure that all these people that I talk about at some point get on the podcast um last question last question i saw the podcast with you and trey real and i believe you said that you've never been with a woman before how do you know you get you're gay if you've never been with a woman Ooh, how you know you straight if you've never been with a man exactly so who told you that Somebody has to make that make sense. Like, you've never been in a gay relationship before, so how you know you're straight? 
Or you never been with a woman before. How you know you don't like girls? You just fucking know, right? So shut the, that's how I know, girl, boy, whoever you are, y'all. So yes, I do not. I've never been with a woman before sexually. I've never kissed a woman. I've never been intimate with a woman. I've hugged girls before. I mean, I've seen, again, I, I do hear, I've done fashion shows and weddings. So I've, seen, I've seen plenty of women naked. Oh, but no. A sexual manner, no, I've never really been with, I've never been with a woman, not never really, I've never been with a woman, um, I've never really had a desire to be with a woman, I, I've just always liked the same sex, I've always liked the same sex, that's why when people be like, oh, you weren't born that way, and I'm just like, oh, shut the fuck up, oh, <laughs> good for, good the fuck for me, I wasn't born that way, good for me, why the fuck do you care if I was born that way or not, um, so yeah, to answer your question, no ma'am, I have never been with a woman. I know that I'm gay because I like gay men. I like gay sex. I like men. I like boys. I like men. I like the masculinity of a man. I like the essence of a man. I don't know. I'm just attracted to men. The same reason why women are attracted to men, I'm probably attracted to men for the same fucking reason. So, you know, do you have it? Thanks for your questions. You guys always make sure you soup us up with questions, which I am very, very thankful for, honestly. Um, So now let's just get to some business, some Black-owned businesses. I definitely want to give a special shout-out to Cold-Hearted Hookah. Uh, My friend Ray, he is amazing. I'm not even sure how he got it started, but... I do know that he everywhere, like every celebrity party, he there. All the hood events, he there. Like Cold Hearted Hookah is always in the building. So make sure you guys follow him on Instagram. That's C-O-A-L, Cold Hearted Hookah on Instagram. I'll make sure I add him for you guys. And again, he's super, super dope. Like literally, literally dope. Um, I enjoy... His guy drinks company, he is also a bartender. So he makes really, really good drinks. Excuse me, he makes really, really good drinks. And that, you know, I'm just into it. I also want to give a special, special, special shout out to K Marie Luxury Spa that is right next door to my salon. It's 2364 Germantown Avenue. They do braids. They do spa days for children. They, she does my nails. So a lot of you guys who don't feel comfortable going into the nail salon with a bunch of women, it's very intimate. And my girlfriend, she hooks it up. Like when I tell you she has a booking link on her website, she, you know, she caters to that this the, the luxury of spotness like and she's black owned you don't find a lot of black owned nail salons and she's good like i got my nails done like a couple weeks ago and I, like my little clear coat flawless like literally at work every time i touch something and somebody saw my hands they were like oh i want to get my nails done i need to get my nails done so shout out to k marie luxury spy make sure you guys hit her up let her know i sent you guys excuse me, let her know I sent you guys and she will definitely take good care of you guys. I'm looking for the last Black-owned business, guys. Sorry. I am a little bit unprepared. 
per use. Um, I know who I want to give a shout out to. I just want to make sure I get her Instagram right. Um, oh, it's not coming to me, guys. It's not coming to me. It's not coming to me. It's not coming to me. Oh, flipper. But her name is Imani. She does make up. Um, I'm trying to find her Instagram for you guys. She does make up. She's worked at few photo shoots of mine found it um she she worked she worked a few photo shoots of mine she's done a few of my models she is really good like as when it comes down to makeup she is the real deal holy feel and she has this essence about her where it's like you know she's very earthy she's very erica badu jill scott incense candles <laughs> like she relaxes you um her instagram is mani m-u-a period o2 so that's m-a-n-i-m-u-a dot o2 she also has a booking at her link um she does all different textures all different varieties um you name it she does it like she is really really good at that whole that whole thing and lastly, I want to give shine a light on Nigel's driving school, black-owned driving school, and she has really good accessories. I haven't really heard anything negative about her as far as customer service or anything like that. I think she's very professional. I actually knew her. We all grew. I think I might want to. I want to say I'm a little older than her. We all worked in the mall together years and years and years and years and years ago. Um, so shout out to Nigel's Driving School. That's their Instagram. They are freaking amazing. So all you guys, all you parents out there who getting your kids on the road, make sure you guys see her. She sets you up. She takes you on the same course that the DMV takes. She tells you everything you need. She gives you step-by-step, blow-by-blow details on how to pass this test and what to do on the road. So shout out to her. Shout out to all the black-owned businesses. Um, I appreciate all. Shout out to all the followers, listeners, viewers. I know you guys missed me last week. Like I missed you guys, and thank you guys for always welcoming and being patient with, you know, our filming and our recording. I promise. It's up and it's fucking stuck, y'all. I promise. Just stick with me. I'm going to. T- I'm trying to tell you guys. I I see good things happening. I see good things happening. I'm going to head on out. Remember, guys. If no one else loves you, I F W E S E Y B O Y V C Boy loves you. And whenever it seems like life has gotten you down, just listen to my podcast. I promise you, I'll lift you the fuck up. Peace out, y'all. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. It's your boy, F-E-E-S-E-Y-B-O-Y, and welcome to episode 10. As promised, I am here live and in color. Uh, I decided to shoot my first live episode out of the salon just because I'm just trying a few things out. I feel like because it's called Here We Go and I'm a hairstylist, why not shoot at my lovely salon, um, Shirosity Hair Salon, 2362 Germantown Avenue, shameless plug. Um, so here we go. Guys, I am so excited to see you guys and that you guys can see me. Uh, let's get j- jumping with my weekend, uh, weekend recap. 
Friday night, I got a chance to go to my friend's um, Stephanie's birthday cookout. Uh, she does. If you ever had, if you ever attended any event of mine, whether it be a birthday party, a birthday party that I've planned, or anything like that, she does the cupcakes. It's always right cupcakes. She is all that, and she makes everything from scratch. So she had a birthday party out Horsham. It was very nice, very intimate. Uh, it was on. It was like on like a little patio area, which I could appreciate because I got to like chill and enjoy the breeze. I mean, it wasn't much of a breeze because it's ninety degrees, but. I got to really enjoy it. Uh, so happy birthday to Steph. I didn't get home till late. I had to be back at the shop early Saturday morning. I went to an engagement party Saturday afternoon. And then right after the engagement party, I only went to go see the engagement part. Right after that, I went to my friends bunch. For those of you who follow me on Instagram or know me personally, I have a group of friends. We refer to ourselves as the Alliance. And we meet with each other once a month for brunch, dinner, etc. Each person in the group picks a month. We settle on what we want to look like. Whether it's all everybody wears white shirts, everybody wears yellow shirts, or whatever the case may be. And we just really vibe. I mean, we work, all of us, all seven of us work really, really hard. Most of us are entrepreneurs and we all work full-time. Well, most of us work full-time jobs. So... That's our way of trying to make time for each other, which I appreciate. I literally look forward to it. It's always a breath, a breath of fresh air when I'm around them. So shout out to the Lions. That was my Saturday. Sunday, I went to a birthday. I went to another birthday party. My friend Josh, uh, he turned 30. So I think he turned 30. I want to say he turned 30. So happy birthday to Josh. He had an all white, um, all white with a touch of silver birthday bash, which was really, really cool. It was, I can't remember where it was at, but the venue was super cute. Like, you walked up the stairs, and it has, like, a little setup where it almost looks like a club. Like, when you walk in, it's like a bar in the center of the floor, which I loved. Um, just because, I, I mean, you know, I can appreciate an open floor, open floor parent every now and again as well. But, um... Yeah, so that was cool. I got to hang out with Trey. For those of you who don't know, um, my friend Trey, I frequent his podcast a lot. Uh, we record and we make we make good content. Um, so he'll be we'll be flip flopping and reversing, flipping and reversing it um, here on from mine to his, from his to mine's. Uh, so I got to hang out with Trey, and of course, I'm sure you guys seen the pictures. I got to hang out with Butter and. So it was a dope vibe. Everybody was just letting loose, twerking, and y'all know I love some bald headed whole wretch and shit. I like to stand on the couch, smoking the hookah, you know, bottom girls, like that whole thing. I I live for it. Like that. I don't go out much, but when I do go out, baby, give me what I think the city girls act like at the club. Like give me the city girls, give me Carisha before she was Carisha. I went JT when she was in the mugshot. Like I went that girl, like like I want her so that was the vibe it was given but it was like class because everybody had on all white so I guess like when you when you walk in a room and everybody has on all white it makes it makes it kind of look really classy like all white can be all white can be really really good and it can be really really big because everybody can look really really big in all white or everybody can just look every really really clean so when you walked in a room I could appreciate the crispness of the white um like, it, it reminds me, it kind of was similar to, like, Butter's uh, birthday thing, which, 
you know, he had all white as well. So, like, when you turned the corner, it was like, all white. I could, I, I, I like all white. I think when I get married, I'm going to have everybody wear all white. Depending on the time of the year. But that's neither here or there. So, that was my weekend. As you can see, I am amped up. Um, Monday, I worked. And, you know, I'm, like, bouncing off the walls. We're remodeling the salon. So, I can, you know, I'm excited about that. We're going on two years, and when I say we, I mean me and my counterpart, Deanna. She is my lactician. Also, I consider her as my partner. So, uh, we are remodeling a shop. Not much of a change, if you will. It'll probably be more so like um, just little minor details like new pillows and stuff like that. Um, so, I'm excited about that. So, we were here today meeting about about that and i've told you guys before that i meet with my my team on mondays we have to get like shampoo orders out beer boxes out it's just a lot a lot a lot goes into what i do as a salon owner and a businessman uh not two of my own horn but a bitch beep beep um so yeah that's that and here we are tuesday and you guys are with me. You get to see me. I know you want me. Um, so, let's just hop right into all things here. I got a lot of shit to talk to y'all about in this here industry. First of all, for my bold boys, guys like me, sunscreen. It's going to be your best friend there this time of year. When I tell you my scalp was peeling the other day, I'm not sure if all of my viewers are from Philadelphia or whatever. I know some of you guys are from Atlanta. Us bald guys, we got to do a little bit better with the sunscreen because, bro, my skin was like sunburned. And I literally was in the, I literally was like outside for, I want to say a good, 20 minutes, half an hour. I want to say a good 20 minutes, half an hour. I was a little picnic. And my scalp was like so sunburned. So, that's the ball, guys. Try to get some sunscreen. Even if you don't even if you don't like sunscreen, don't do like a coconut oil or something like that. Because that could be real. That could cook on your head. Like, that could be really, really bad. Really, really quick. Um, also, for my guys who, who got all this. When you sweating... I never say wash your beard every day, shampoo your beard every day, because remember, people wash clothes. People don't wash hair. So, those guys, I never say shampoo every day, but for us guys with beards, we got to be a little bit more cautious because we sweat underneath these things in. You don't want it to stink. So, I would do a moisturizing shampoo, not something high in alcohol, not swab or you know, head and shoulders, you might want to get a more organic type situation. That way you can have these luscious locks. These tresses. You know? Like myself. Um, but yeah, so that's that. Uh, for my for my girls, again, with the braids. For my ladies who got these, um, you know, the 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 thing, y'all, Y'all know what I'm talking about. The what is it called? The braids, the individuals, uh, the knotless. If you, if the hair is coming out of it, not at the or that start part, take them shits off. Get rid of them. 
Only because, just think about it. Your hair is popping. That's why you can see the hair popping out of it because it's popped here, which means that's broken off here, which means at some point, either you're going to get your hair cut down to that or that hair is going to have to get cut off. So, it's okay. You only had a man for a month. It served its purpose. Let it go. Um, I'm just saying, if you ask me, I say just let it go because you're damaging what what should be being preserved. So that's that. Um, my girls with the frontal wigs, 90 degrees, the glue on your skin might not be a good idea, y'all. The girls is breaking out from the they breaking out from the bow hole and the ghost bind and the got to be. Um I probably would let lay off of the glue and the wig. You know, that whole situation. <laughs> Only because, like I said, I, we don't know what's happening up underneath there. You're sweating. The glue is friction. And you're tying your, uh, edge, you're tying your edge net on there. Your edge scarf on there. Then you tie that on. It's doing this. Then it's going in your skin. The next thing you know, you get ir- your hairline is irritated. So then you got bumps and all kinds of crap. Just leave the wigs alone. Honestly, it's nice outside. Throw a little wet and wavy ponytail up in there. You know, don't pull your hair too tight. Just pull pull it up. You know, that whole thing. Um, so that was all things here. All things queer. Shout out to um, Jason. He put on a very elegant ball over the weekend. The nostalgic ball. I wasn't able to attend um, just because I guess you guys could hear my weekend was kind of like what it was. Um, but the nostalgic ball from the clips that I've saw via YouTube or via Instagram or just the people I've talked to that's been there that attended the ball, I heard it was good for Philly. I heard it was amazing. I heard the legends was out. The girls behaved. The girls behaved, which I was into. Like, you know, because ballroom has gotten such a negative connotation over the years, just like, because the gays don't know how to act, they meet each other, they stab each other, so forth and so forth. And it's not all gays. I think the older girls, I think now they're getting involved with the younger girls. I think the older generation of gays are now showing, you know, coming down off them thrones and lifting the bitches up. Like, listen, don't be out here acting a fool. And that's okay because, like I said, even with me, if I, as a hairstylist, if I don't do my due diligence, my due, my due diligence, my due diligence, if I don't do my job as, you know, one of the pioneers, I guess you, somebody not call me a pioneer, but if I, if I don't do my job as a more seasoned stylist to the generation that's in hair school right now or in cosmetology school right now, I'm not doing the industry any justice. I'm not doing that lifestyle any justice because... If they out here burning people's scalps off with the hot comb and just gluing anything to people's head, I don't, you know, say something in a more professional way, then I'm not doing my part. How can I talk about something that I'm not being a part of? It's like being a part of this problem, but not being a part of the solution. Bringing the problem to the table, but not without a solution is just pointless if you have bringing this problem. Like, we all see the issue. So, I, I, I definitely appreciate it, you know the ballroom scene. I, I, I appreciate it. A lot of you guys don't know. This is a fun fact. I, myself, used to be a part of a house. Um, yes, me. 
I used to be a part of a house. I'll give you guys a quick little rundown uh, what a house is. A house is pretty much like a fraternity for gay people. Like you have your mother, your house mom, your house father, and everything else trickles down. I was a part of a house. Just It came about with me being a part of a, a group of friends who were heavy in the ballroom scene. You know, and I just happened to be cool with them. It wasn't like I wanted to be in the house ever. Like, that never was really my thing. You know, no shade. But me and my friends, we kind of, like, said we would never kind of do anything. We would never do that. That aspect only because, again, at that time when we were coming up, the, the what is it? The gay community has such, the ballroom scene has such a neg- negative connotation where it was like, oh, well, the house father got to be sleeping with the kids and X, Y, and Z. And it, it once I got involved in it, it wasn't like that. So, back to the story. So, I met... I, I, I was a part of... A, I worked at a hair salon. Bam. We would do hair shows. We would compete all the time. Undefeated. Yes, to this day. Um, we would compete all the time. And we would bring people from the ballroom scene to walk for us, model for us, perform for us. Right? So, after a while, the salon sometimes became a practice headquarters for the balls. So one day, um, this lady who I refer to still has his day as my gay mom, uh, Ty. And when I say gay mom, it's not discrediting my biological mother. But in that lifestyle, sometimes you need somebody who's been there. Like my mom has never been a gay person before. So she can't really say, this is what you do. This is how you do it. X, Y, and Z, right? So Ty, um, she... One day, she was like, you know, I want you to walk a ball. And I was like, no, nah, I'm okay. She was like, I got two ideas for you. You could do Oway, which is like, you know, Oway is more so like hands. Like, hands. Like, real old Oway, right? So, she was like, I think that you could do it, do good Oway. So, I was like, okay, but I don't have rhythm. So, that wasn't work for me. But then, one day, I was trying on a suit for something. I didn't even know why I had on this outfit. But she was like, you look really good in clothes. You're going to be walking best dressed. And from then, you know, Nafi's existence was born. <laughs> so, you know, I never really got into it, into it. I was more so behind the scenes like I am now. But that can, that experience, it shaped me for the hair industry, believe it or not. It shaped me for fashion shows, hair shows, um, performances on a big stage and stuff like that. Uh, for, all, for those of you who don't, who also who don't know... I also compete internationally or nationally, yeah, nationally across the United States. I've never placed lower than third, which is not a really big accomplishment. <laughs> it's not really a big accomplishment, but bitch, before I placed, I only placed third one time. And the other time I did one time, I was always first place. So, um, that lifestyle pretty much shaped me for what was to come. I didn't know that, you know, it would become a point in my career where I'm dressing four models at a time or I'm, you know, winning five grand for a production. That's why ballroom is so pivotal to everyday, every the everyday industry. Ballroom is like, it's, man, listen. So back to the shout outs. So shout out to Jason. He, um, again, he put on... Uh, amazing ball. And another thing I want to point out, I think Jason is one of the pioneers in this community who, or one of the pillars of the, of the community who just does it. You know what I mean? Like, like, 
funny story. At one point in my life, I don't know where we were at. I might have did a, I might have did hair for a photo shoot for him. I'm not sure, but he said, "I see you." Hit the ground running. Ever since then, I looked up to Jason. Even outside of him being like a celebrity, a celebrity makeup artist, just him and that lifestyle, Jason was that bitch. Like always, from as long as I can remember. And I want to say, me and Jason probably aren't that far in age, but I remember Jason being that bitch. And I was like, you know, when he said it, it was almost like somebody, it was almost like, you know, I don't know. Who do I like? It was almost like Meg the Stallion saying like, bitch, you got this. You got it. You just got to apply it to it. And, you know, that for me, it meant a whole lot. It may not, for some, it may not even, it may just be me being Joe. But for me at the time, it meant a whole lot. Like, you know, you don't get a lot of people who who see you behind the scenes hustling and bustling and see like, damn, you're going to make it. And sure enough, you're a lot of you not. Swear to God, can't make this shit up. Jason might have said that to me on Wednesday. On Thursday, I got on social media. I DM'd every fucking celebrity that I knew was coming to Philly for a concert uh, appearance at X, Y, and Z. Friday morning, Big Frida, Big Frida's manager, at the time I can't remember what the guy name was, Big Frida's manager said, hey, Big Frida will be in your town. You know, you hit me up about another, um, another performer. I don't even know who the girl was, but she was like a, a B-list celebrity. Not even a B-list celebrity. She was like, I want to say she was a singer or something of that nature, but she, you know, he was just like, you know, I got an opportunity for you. Big Frida being your team. I can't get you her, but I could definitely get you Big Frida. I was like, this is bullshit. Like, what? No. Fast forward a week later, me and my makeup artist, at the time I was working with my cousin, you know, we, we just would bounce jobs off of each other. Like, it was a package deal. You can't get me as a hairstylist if you can't take her as a makeup artist. We were just doing whatever. Lo and behold, that, I want to say that Saturday, Big Freedom was performing at the TLA. No, not even the TLA. Arena, Arena 2000 or something. That, here, that arena that's on Delaware Avenue, Kevin and Carrie were like, they were hosting an event there. Bitch, got there, did not know what I was doing. This is my first, like, big celebrity. This was right after the Beyonce video, or the Beyonce track. I, I was geeked up. I was really geeked up. Y'all, when I tell you, we get there, we get to the hotel. Now, mind you, I'm like, which I'm in Big Freedom's Hotel. He was staying at, like, I don't even know. It was somewhere downtown. I was willing to get a ticket. I parked... <laughs> Bitch, I parked like in the fire. I'm like, fucking take my car. I'm doing big free to here. Like, but you cannot tell me nothing. Like, when I tell you, you cannot tell me nothing, yo. You cannot tell me nothing. And I was like, you know, getting there. I was like, ah. We get on the elevator. They text us the room number. We, you know, me and Ev are like goofballs. Like, we vibe off each other. If y'all think that I'm a fool, Ebony is a fucking idiot. Like, this girl is hilarious. Like, laugh out loud funny. So, I'm like, um, we get there, so we outside the room, so we knock on the door, knock on the room door, because we don't know, like, we don't know what to do, do we text or whatever, our, both of our first celebrity, y'all, 
knock on the door, not realizing these are people on the fucking door, and you hear Big Freedom voice say, give me a minute, here I come, not realizing Big Freedom's looking at us through this people. We outside like, whole time Big Freedom's watching us act like fools. <laughs> Opens the door, laughing at us like, come in, come in, come in, come in, come in. That was like one of the highlights of my like career. Like just in that moment, you know, we talked about relationships. And mind you, my first time I was DMing, texting. I wasn't even texting Big Freedom. I was texting a manager. So for us to be sitting there and we talking about Big Freedom gave me relationship advice, financial advice, um, hair advice. It was like. We talked, we literally talked for like two hours. Two hours. I slayed the hair, of course. And it was like, he just kept saying, you know, y'all, we vibe so well. Y'all should come to the concert. I'm like, well, the tickets were sold out. The tickets wasn't sold out, bitch. I just wasn't paying for them. But, <laughs> again, the tickets were sold out. You know, I came, you know, I would have came. He like, oh, you can come with us. Bitch, come on. Mind you. This is why you always got to be ready. Always keep an extra pair of clothes in your car because you just never know where you're going to get invited somewhere. So we go down, change our clothes. Luckily, my car was still there. I got a $150 ticket. Not a problem. Don't care. Not paying it. <laughs> I was just like not letting this trip ruin my night. We get dressed. We go. And we follow them. And then I realized the intricacy of... The intricacy of celebrities. Like... Bro, you can he couldn't pull up just to the venue. They had to do like a circle around the box to make sure nobody wasn't following us. Did they let somebody else out? Just circle around again before they let him. It was just a, it was like the security was high tech. Long story short, ended up backstage and from there to this day, texts me, DMs me, and likes my pictures, and it's fucking amazing. And like like I said, I do think that had Jason not said you know hit the ground running, sliding these people DMs, do what you got to do to get to where you need to be at. I would have never met Big Freedom. And from there, it was like Blake and crew. Here we are. Young Bay, for you guys who don't know. Young Bay's maternity shoot. <laughs> me, I did it. Um, and from there, me and Young Bay are like this. That's my girl. Um, baby shower and all that. Um, I done Disney after that uh, with Rayla. Um, Rayla's a Disney artist. I worked with her a couple times. She was the first person, that, the first video shoot I've ever done. And it, you know what's so crazy? Because, like, you think at that time I was young, so I was making money, like I was doing here all the time. But now, when I look at it, to be paid out for a whole day, like, what? Somebody to say, all right, I'm writing you a check for two grand. That's for the day. So, yeah, so that was that. Uh, and, you know, again, if it wasn't for people so high up to come down sometimes and be like, it's just how you get up, get up there, or give you that, you know, give you that little lift on the foot, push you up there. If it, ain't, if it wasn't for people like that giving back and, you know, motivating us, I don't know where I would be, honestly. I, you know, my career, I've been really, really blessed. You know, yeah, I've been really blessed. Just go around, and I'm so thankful that. Yeah, I'm just thankful for the people. I'm just so thankful for people. Yeah, I just got a little choked up because it's like, 
man, I I can tell y'all stories about who I who I was before I got to who I am now. I can tell you how the name my feast came about. Like you know, it it it, it is what it is. But um, so that's all things here, <laughs> all things queer. Um, yeah. So this week I kind of wanted to just bounce bounce a few topics off of y'all, or just bounce a few conversations off of you know what what's going on and. The city, the, the I just read somewhere like the death toll is like seventy percent higher than it's ever been, and it's kids killing kids, or it's people killing kids. They don't know if it's kids killing kids or whatever, because people aren't coming out or not talking about it or not being upfront about it. So I think that um, we got to do something, and you know the fact that the city is trying to figure out that that grant that he just got or that funding that he just got. Where they're going to put the money to. I think that is kind of like. Fucked up. Like you clearly see that. The, this department needs it. Like they need more rec centers. Like just think about it. When I was coming up. You had the Powell centers. And you knew the cops. You knew the, you, you knew the cops because the cops worked at the Powell center. The cops knew you. The, the cops walked the beats. Like the cops were out. They weren't scared of the community. Like, they, this was their community, actually. Uh, they, they grew up in these neighborhoods. So, we had, like, a Powell Center. We had a Play Street. Like, when you would go and the lunch, you, the block captain would have their lunches. And you would come out and eat the lunches, play in the fire plugs. Hopscotch, King Ball. Uh, what else did they have? Curb Ball. You know, the little, the little stick with the tennis thing. The, I mean, the, the broomstick and the tennis ball cut in half. Badminton. Like, we had... Those things, and there were a lot of grandmoms living in North Block where it was just like, sit your ass down, watch your mouth. Like, we had that, and I think that nowadays you don't see, I don't know when the last time I've seen a Powell Center. I, like, there's a recreation center literally across the street from my salon, and before COVID, I didn't see anybody there. And even now, after COVID, still don't see anybody there. Perfectly good rec center. I'm not sure if the city just doesn't have the funds to keep these things running or if the city just doesn't have the people in place to keep them running. I'm not sure what the reason is behind it. However, I do feel like, you know, that's part of what, what's missing. That's, it's too many kids on, running the streets. It's too many kids playing with guns. It's too many kids without, uh, what is that word? Uh, without, um, this light is making me look really good. Without, um, what is that word? Without role models. You know, it's too many kids without a good example of what to do and what not to do. Even like when I was coming up, the drug dealers, bitch, the drug dealers wasn't letting you carry no guns. They was, the drug dealers wanted you to be out the street. They didn't want you to be what they are. They wanted you to be better than what they are. Even if they were showing you the game, they were showing you the game without, you know, exposing themselves or exposing you. So... I, the, the world, the gen, this generation is just kind of fucked up. It's kind of screwed. Because you just, this is the generation of like the 13-year-old grandma. This is the, the generation of the 20-year-old auntie. Like those, it, it's just really sad. And it's like, well, y'all that's out here, you know, just senseless acts of violence. Just robbing people and just sh- shooting up a block. Not caring who get hurt. And, like, it takes a really sick individual. But I feel like something needs to be done. And we all are, we all can complain about it. We all can, you know, read about it or listen about it or whatever the case may be. But what what can we do? I just need to know what more can we do? You know, other than what I said, you know, 
just a couple minutes ago, what more could we do to like better this city? Because like I love Philly, and you know anybody who knows me knows you know Rich Island, Ram Squad. That's me. Like I am North Philly. However, I'm watching the city be tore apart. And it's sad. It's crazy. I'm watching the city literally be torn apart by fucking children. Men who, you know, are shooting each other just because you over a dime bag. Or whatever the case may be. I don't know. But, you know, I wanted to talk on that. I just feel like, you know, I just need the, the men in the community to step up. Speaking of men in the community, I got to watch um, Kevin Hart's movie Fatherhood. Which I didn't think would be good. I will be honest. I'm not a big Kevin Hart fan. Like, I, I like his stand-up comedy, but I'm not a big Kevin Hart movie fan, I guess you'll say. I've never seen anything with him in it other than Night School. I've never seen any of the movies he was in with Ice Cube or whatever the case may be. But I did watch Fatherhood, which turned out to be a really, really good movie. I enjoyed it wholeheartedly. So shout out to you, Kevin Hart. Shout out to Philly. Um, you You did a good job. And you know, I watched an uh, interview with him, and he was like, uh, him not having a father, or his father not being as active in his life, helped him in his real life be, you know, a better father. Wanting to be a better father. So, you know, I, I, I do think that sometimes it's a blessing. When your father is non-existent in your life. Just because it's almost like... I'm sorry, I am paying attention, but I'm um, reading something. Um, It's almost like us being... Look at me. My dad, I had... My father was in my life. Maybe... um, Maybe not... I don't know. Maybe not as good as I wanted him to be in my life. And that could just, I don't know. That could just be me wanting more from uh, a standpoint of me watching my mom be there all the time. And like now me being older, when I came up, I didn't realize how inactive my dad wasn't in my life. You know what I mean? Or not even inactive. I didn't realize how, again, I, I told you guys about my older brother. He was, he made sure that I was there. I never really had to see my parents go do whatever they were going through or living their truth. I guess you could say living their truth. My brother always made sure that I thought highly of my parents, like my mom and my father. As I got older, I wonder more so like, even like my friends will be like, I didn't even know you were in your dad, you know, had a relationship because you never talk about them. And it's not that I don't talk about my dad. It's just kind of, I feel like, where I'm at in my life now is just certain things that I'm willing to tolerate in my life and there's certain things that I'm not willing to tolerate in my life. And I promise myself when I, whenever God sees fit for me to be a father, I need to be completely opposite of what my father was to me as an adult. I think my father did the beer. He, he did what he had to do to get me to the finish line. He did what he had to do to get me to, you know, out of the system or not be in the system or whatever the case may be. So now I am here. I am 18. I'm learning the streets from niggas and not seeing like 
That's why I'm like, fuck this, fuck that. But I'm learning the street from I'm learning the street from the men that I was dealing with at the time. And it's crazy because at, I would never thought that I would be sitting here saying like, damn, my first boyfriend taught me. He taught me more than, you know, a boyfriend should be teaching a person. And granted, my first boyfriend was like maybe three or four years older than me. I was like 17. He was like 21 or something like that. Um, don't fucking judge me. <laughs> but he he showed me a different perspective. So, you know, even now to, my, to this day, like, I got my own hair salon. You know, I got my own product. I just wish my dad was around to reap the benefits, I guess you could say. Or not even reap the benefits. Yeah. I, it would be nice to hear, I'm proud of you, son. And, like, granted, I'm so thankful for my mom because my mom is, like, my biggest cheerleader. My mom, I can call my mom right now, like, mom, you know, I need help mopping the floor. And I don't got no mop. All I got is rigs. So and my mom's going to come and get with her knees and scrub the floor with me. Without me, she's going to make sure that it gets done. It's like, even, like, like, I just wish that, you know, yeah. Yeah. But... Anyway, thankful for my mom. Kevin Hart, that was a really fucking good movie. I'm not sure who wrote the movie, but Kevin Hart played his part. He wasn't funny. Like, he was serious. And I, I appreciated that. Um, the storyline was even good. Like, I didn't expect a lot of the things that came out of the, the movie. But it was really good. It was really good. I didn't care for the ending, which, again, I've said this previously on episodes. I typically don't like the ending of movies that I think are good. Like, I typically don't like the ending. Um, I also got to see Fast 9. I'm a big fan of the first fan. I know the movies suck and they're unrealistic, but I enjoy them. Like, I really do. I enjoy them. Um, I haven't enjoyed them the same since Paul Walker passed, but, you know, it was good. Uh, it was my first time actually going back, going into a movie theater since prior, I mean, since COVID. Like, this is my first time post-COVID. And it was cool. It was me, Shad, and I want to see maybe four other people there. Wasn't crowded at all. Very peaceful. They gave you sanitizer, little sanitizer packets. You know, it was clean. I was into it. I mean, it didn't make me a never mind. I was like, okay, fuck it. Recline my little chair back, kick my little leg up. Was my channel moving? Um. So, yeah, I did get to see Fast and the Furious. Um, did you guys check my hairline out? Oh. Um, I did get to see Fast and the Furious. And that's about it. You know, I I realize that now I'm recording live. I like just pop flying this, the topics. I, I like this. I You know, shout out to, oh, before I forget, y'all. Lead by Meek. You did that 90s cookout, sis. You did the 90s cookout. You did the look. You understood the excitement. Bitch, you fucked that cookout up. You fucked it up. So, shout out to Lee by me. Lee by me. Happy birthday, boo. Um, I, it looks like you enjoyed it. Uh, Lee by me had a 90s cookout over the weekend. And the requirement was you have to come dress 90s. I seen the little Kim wigs. I seen the brownstone uh, soft waves. I, like, I, like y'all did it. Like, you did it, Lady Mami. It was such a, it was such a good vibe. But, yeah, I like this little pop fly thing. Um, 
So this is my first live. Uh, I hope that you guys are enjoying it. Next week, it'll be a little bit more, I guess you could say, organized. It's just that right now, I kind of wanted it to be raw. You guys getting me, just me, you know, living in color. Do y'all think I look muscular? I think I feel like I look muscular in the shirt. Um, But let's get to some questions. Hey, 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 hey. Um, first question. So I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna look, be looking down, just so I don't, cause I don't want my hair, you guys, to see my sweat. Um, first question is, what made you join role models? Funny story. So role models, I think I explained this story already, but I'll explain it again. Role models had a fashion show. My best friend, Butter, happened to be really good friends with Mookie, um, Ms. Mookie, who is the founder and the owner of Role Models. So, he was her best friend. He was like, okay, she's looking for a photographer. She's looking for a hairstylist. I think you would be great for her, for her show. I did the show. Uh, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I, know. I did the show. I did here for the show. And I don't know if she invited me back for the second year. Or what? But somehow, I got hooked. She might ask me if she asked me to be a big brother. I wanted to get involved. And I didn't know what she needed. But whether it had been financially or just support. I wanted to be involved because I, 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 loved, I loved the basis behind it. You know, I loved the mission statement of it. So, she invited me to be a big brother. I came in for um, a boy talk and... Here we are, I think I was like, I think that was like cycle, I don't know, three or four. Here we are at cycle 10 and I'm still a part of the organization. Mookie, Ms. Mookie is one of my, my, I can say it, one of my best friends. Like I can literally call her and be like, you know, my life is falling apart and she's going to make sure that I'm good. And I, I appreciate that. She, she just has a big heart and I love, that's what I love about her because she opened my eyes to the need for mature presence in teenage lives or youth, you know, youth lives. Like, a lot of those kids in their program, they just need somebody to talk to. And they just need an outlet, like, outside. Like, they don't want to tote guns and, you know, be doing all that crap. So, they just need somebody they can identify with or somebody they feel comfortable enough to talk to or talk about, you know, things like problems with. So, you know, again, that's how I joined Role Models. I'm so thankful for Role Models because, again, it helped. It, it shaped my career. It, you know, everybody knows that whenever you see me do anything publicly, like as far as hair shows and stuff, you see me with Maya QM or Zanaya, and they both were member. They both were, they both are Role Model alumni. So, Again, I've never lo- I've never lost a competition with those two girls, but I always rely on them because of what role models instill in them. Like you show up and you show out. So that's how I um that's how I pretty much got involved with role models. Um, next question: You have stated that you. <laughs> I'm not reading this question. Maybe I am. All right. So you stated that you don't like women. How are you a hairstylist and you don't like women? Girl, boy, whoever this is, 
I just don't like girls. It ain't like I it ain't like I hate the women species. I just don't like them in a sexual manner. Like, girl, what the And that's that should be okay. It should be okay for me to not like girls. I love women. Now don't get me wrong. I think women are fucking amazing. I think the structure of a woman is just the embodiment. Like it women are fucking amazing to me. Like the shit that y'all do. Like, you always hear about the strong woman or the strong black woman. So, I am appreciative of women. Like, legit, I'm appreciative of women. So, I don't want you to think that I hate women because I don't. I just would prefer not to have sex with them. Um, On your last episode, you spoke about depression. What made you speak so candidly? Candidly. Candidly. I had to be okay with not being okay. Honestly, the fact that I was able to, I don't know. I, 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 you know, just having just one thing about this podcast and I can't, I don't even speak for me. I can't speak for anybody else who has a podcast. One thing about this podcast is it is a breath of fresh air. Like I can speak candidly my thoughts. I can tell people how I feel and I feel safe with with my thoughts. You know what I mean? And I think that uh, just last week, letting it out the way I did, unintentionally too, it just felt good. You know what I mean? It just felt really good. I felt like, I don't know, it's just something that I feel like somebody needed to hear that it's okay to not be okay. For whatever reason. And even to this day, like, even me and, um, Saturday, me and Mookie had a conversation and she was like, you know, I read, I heard your podcast and I'm going to know if you were, you know, what was going on. And I'm like, you know, I can't even tell you why I felt that way or why I started crying or why, you know, I keep having these breakdowns, but I just needed somebody to say it to and, you know, whatever. And she was like, you know, that's okay. So to answer your question, I... Felt the need to say it because I know somebody somebody who listens to me is going through that. They don't know what it is, but they know it's something. And they need to hear that it's okay to say it. And say it out loud, shit. If they're going to judge you, they're going to judge you regardless. They're going to either judge you by what you're wearing, how you look. It's always going to be somebody judging you. So you might as well just go ahead and let it all hang out. You know? So um, that was that. And, you know, I... I don't regret it at all. I don't regret it at all. Um, I appreciate everybody who's checked on me and who has offered a listening ear or just any kind of support. I definitely appreciate that. It it was well-deserved. I mean, well-deserved. It was well thought up, honestly. It was one of those things where I felt like, okay, great. Let's, you know, let's let it all out. And here it is. It was received very well. It was received very well. I had so many DMs in uh, text messages about it and even one one young lady she was like you know she was going through um postpartum depression and her spouse didn't know you know she couldn't explain it to her spouse her sp- she made her spouse listen to that part of the podcast and 
She's like, ever since then, he has been very attentive to it. And I'm like, damn, that's so fucking dope. Like, you know, you just never know. You just never know what kind of difference you're making in someone's life. And the, it goes back to just being kind to people. Like, you know, you just never know when somebody's going to need a hug. Or you never know when somebody's going to need a smile. Or you never know when somebody's going to need a thank you. So, you know, that was that. And that wraps up the questions. Because I don't want to have these, like, 13-hour lives and 13-hour podcasts. So, that wraps up that. I want to do... I want to do black-owned businesses. Um, I want to start with the towel lady. Her Instagram is Got Towels. She is a black-owned business. She brings the towels. And, like, she'll come pick them up. And if you don't have any for the next day, like, they do next day service. So if you don't have any for the next day, she'll let you allow you to rent her towels. So she brings you swap towels. She takes your towels, washes them, folds them, Brings them back and she puts them back on the shelf for you. You don't even have to do it. Shout out to God Tiles. I appreciate you, sis. Really? I appreciate you. <laughs> I hate doing tiles. Like, and we have so many, like, we go through so many tiles because Deanna's a loctician. So sometimes she uses two and three tiles, you know, depending on how long the lock is and whatever the service is. So it was like, we go through tiles so much. And like, with me doing colors constantly and we's. We just go to the house a lot. So I am very appreciative of Got Towels. So shout out to them. Um, there's another gentleman. He has his own cologne. Is called Chemistry. Um, his Instagram name is uh, Anthony Jefferson. A good friend of mine. He, it, it smells good. Like you can literally smell it. You, and it's not one of those like stink, like, you know, stench smells. It's one of those things where it's like, when somebody walks past you, like, damn, you smell good. Like, it's dead. So, um, his name is Anthony Jefferson on Instagram. He, his cologne is chemistry. is for men. Such a great product. When I tell you, I enjoy it. I literally enjoy it. The hoes be flocking to me. Period. They be like, let me smell your neck. And I be like, sure. <laughs> like, so, so, you know, that wraps up this week, um, this week's podcast and live. And again, you never know what I'll have in store for you next week or who I'll have in store for you next week. So thank you guys for constantly supporting, constantly liking, constantly giving constructive criticism, constantly showing me the way, constantly giving me love, constantly giving me hugs, constantly giving me ear kisses, and constantly, constantly complimenting me on my beard. <laughs> So, this is your boy F-double-E-S-E-Y-B-O-Y, and I am out.